NHL fantasy. Craig Penny. Taylor Gabriel's still out there, so. Is that another guy in here? Uh, it is absolutely team. another guy on my dynasty team. Any I'm just willing it, saying it as many times as possible. Scott Mills. My so high is Terry McSellhigh. Terry McLaurin. Terry McBeers. <laughs> Terry. Terry McCutesy. Terry McCutesy. All right, so uh, Terry McLaurin is my sell high. Tom Penny. Carry on Johnson right now. Fool's gold for 2020. People are going to say, well, he had a bad year because he got hurt. He had a bad year because he stinks. Corey Dows. My quarterback said it's probably a little controversial. I'm sitting Aaron Rodgers. I think I just think he's a bump. That reiteration. Oh, the fist bump, too. Wow, you're still on I the Aaron Rodgers. Bump. You're a bum, Rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not changing on that. Aaron Rodgers is a bump. It's a fact. Guy's a bum. But he still produces a great fantasy wide receiver. Yes. Him. So you can't hate him that much. He's just like a one a one wide receiver quarterback. He stinks. <laughs> he stinks. I mean, he's fine, but he stinks. He stinks. Um, all right. Well, we're Top Shelf Fantasy. We're coming in on uh, Podcast 81. We got bounce back, dart throws, and busts coming up. Just went over our uh, breakouts and sleepers. Um, all right. TopShelfFantasy.com. Uh, top Shelf FNTSY on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You texting over there? No. You're doing the intro for the prizes. Well, again. Even... All right, well. Go ahead. You're wearing the Lions jersey. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> hey, Craig. Get your head in the game. How can I win a free Kenny Galladay signed jersey? Well, you go to uh, topshelfantasy.com. Okay. You click on the subscribe button. Right. And then you have a chance to win that. Well, that seems extremely easy for a, for a fantastic free prize. Well, it takes all of 10 seconds. And you're part of Listener League with, you know, the top shelf models. Literally. It's the easiest way in the world that you can get a signed jersey for free. There's the third guy comes out of nowhere. Just, just do it, man. <laughs> just goddamn do it. There's absolutely no easier way to get, to get a signed Kenny Galladay jersey. You want to go stand outside the Lions Stadium for eight hours? I don't. Also, you probably can't because of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. You'll get arrested. Don't sell them. I sent you. Top Shelf sent me. They said it was okay. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. Yeah, Not sponsored. Uh, don't sit out there. Uh, uh, uh. Um, all right. Well, yeah, you can win some cool shit. Yep. Um, all right. Let's get into some training camp hype. Craig, Des Bryant signing with the Ravens and Antonio Brown, right? Wait, that's official? No. No, it's not official. <laughs> Des Bryant works out with Des the worked Ravens. out. We were literally just talking about this. Yeah, Craig I don't want Antonio Brown to go there. But anyway, whatever. So Des worked out with the Ravens. He hasn't signed yet. Probably won't sign. Um, J- uh, Jonathan Taylor uh, supposedly running over defenders at Colts practice, but with no video, I don't know who those defenders are, and it could just it be was, like uh, it was, Craig. It was it probably was Marlon ex, Mack. It was <laughs> the ex uh, safety for the Patriots. I think it was um, Tavon Wilson. Oh great! Oh, okay, oh, I could run him over. Oh, the, no. These beat reporters in this hype. I'm just like at some point. Oh yeah, you know, Every, uh, everyone's fantastic. Oh, Preseason yeah. hype. Great. You take with a grain of salt. I mean. It was we, a, like, we say it because we have a draft coming up, and we know we have a buddy who will just bite on right. all this. Well, so, like, we're trying to get him to bite on it. It does suck, too, when we have our sleepers or breakouts that have hype. Like, well, goddamn, now people are going to draft right. him because of that. Right. But then we see guys like, oh, Bryce Love looks okay. And then people are going to just reach for him. Yeah. Which yeah. I'm fine with. I mean, do what you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, reach on Bryce Love, please. Um, all right. Uh, Stidham sucks, so uh, Cam's going to be the starter. 
Can we talk about what Sim did, though? Yeah, go ahead. Eight of 11, three picks. Eight of 11, three picks. Uh, two in a row. <laughs> yeah, I mean, two, two, right <laughs> in a row. two in a row. So, again, right. this can be one of two things. Stidham sucks or the Patriots' defense is nasty again. Tom Brady said the same thing last year. Listen, I'm having trouble making completions in camp because this defense is wearing me down. You know, That's but, hard to believe with half the defense opting out, though. True, and well, and, and Cam's out <laughs> and there lighting up. Duggar's so. one of the guys that. <laughs> so so football. Du- <laughs> oh, Stidham's in. So Duggar actually picked off uh, two balls today too. Yeah, he's with it. Stidham. Um, or, it was or in one of them was Cam actually, and one was Stidham. Yeah. And have you seen that thing that came out saying the Pats' quarterbacks could be? Re- Revolving door. Oh, as a oh I, thing. I saw that quote live and uh, after the fact. Um, <laughs> no, that's it? not happening. Uh, Bill Belichick literally just answered the reporter to shut him up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, be, I mean, be reporters. That's un, unheard of. And I did hear that there was, I don't know, gaining traction that Brian Hoyer could be in the mix for the the week one starter. So yep. there's just everything, and I mean. Everything coming out of Foxborough is always a smokescreen, so who really knows? Or you can't you, even more of a grain of salt than you take everything else with. I trust Cam. I think Cam's the guy. I just don't think Cam's the guy. I don't think you bring him in to not start him. It's just yep. it's more of a headache than it's worth if that's your plan of attack. Right, and then he gets cut next week. So yeah, that would stink. Uh, all right, Justin Jefferson alludes to that Kubiak's office was. Uh, I literally can't speak. This is ridiculous. Okay. Justin Jefferson alludes that the Kubiak offense is similar to what he ran at LSU, um, which was interesting when I read that tweet that he, that he came out and said, well, I pretty much did all of this in college. Um, <laughs> I try to take it as, is that a knock on Kubiak? He runs a college-style offense in the <laughs> NFL? Well, I mean, like, eh, they did, run the ball a lot, Did you just so. inadvertently insult your offense coordinator and now no longer getting looks? <laughs> yeah, not going to lie, though. Not a big Old fan Missy of Kubiak. Old Missy Johnson. I don't... I, I'm just saying what I mean. Justin Jefferson was nasty at LSU, so sounds like Kubiak knows he just needs to play to his uh, wide receiver's strengths yep. rather than making him do something they can't do. Yeah, just run the ball with Delvin Cook. You'd be fine. Uh, Fitzmagic starting week one, so that Preston Williams sleeper just looks phenomenal. I don't. I still don't know that. I believe that, but we'll see. Well, they came out and said today that uh, they they would it there was a good chance that Fitzmagic was starting, which to me tells me that two is struggling. Yeah, Fitzmagic wouldn't be. They would. There would be no report of. Okay, well, whatever. You guys had that bet with two anyway. So you gotta, take it, you got to keep it under wraps. You don't want the the whole league knowing you're coming out with a left-handed quarterback week one. Yeah. Um, all right. I have here that Gase is a butthead. Um, <laughs> that's what I was trying to get my daughter to say, but she wouldn't say it. Um, uh, he said that he used Bell too often last year, <laughs> which is just you're an idiot. Um, and I just wanted to mention that once. Uh, Dalvin Cook and the Vikings broke off contract talk, but Dalvin Cook's still out there playing, so really it doesn't mean anything uh, unless he gets all pissy in the next day or so. Moncrief worked out for the Jets. I just put it there because I saw it. I mean, yeah, I don't. From a fantasy perspective, I mean, like, Josh Dox had opted right. out, so he's yeah, gone. Exactly. Yeah. And, then and, you, and Denzel Mims actually had a ham- hamstring. Hand. And then their other back of Vincent Smith had a hamstring. Uh, so there's really no wide receivers to pass to, so that's why yeah, you, you just have Jamison Crowder and Brashad Perriman. That's, that's it. it. That's Lev it. Bell, you got Lev Bell there. Chris Hogan. Case is a butthead. Chris so. Hogan's coming in there too. Yeah. Oh, Disgusting. that's also news yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather but Chris none, of, none of them matter. None of them no, matter. In don't, my opinion. Don't draft these guys. I'm sorry we brought it up. <laughs> that's on me. Yeah, I, we'll I put it in there. Uh, and Damian Harris is getting work with the first team, which 
I also want to say that, that doesn't matter because he's also the only healthy running back on the on on, <laughs> on is that the true? New, well, so, Burkhead's so hurt, Bolden's hurt. Burkhead was uh, uh, not playing on like the seven on seven, eleven on eleven stuff. And then, um, you know, Sony's on the pop. Lamar Miller hasn't joined the team yet. Burn Bolden Re- opted out. Brandon Bolden opted out. So literally, Harris is the only healthy and, and running. And James so White would never be back there White. anyways. Right. James White's not running. J.J. Taylor, oh, and that's it? It's yes. Really so, and they were saying J.J. Taylor is actually working out at slot receiver. So, yeah, so Harris awesome. is getting the first team this work I out of opportunity. Priest, I hate training camp in a way because... I don't know. Hey, because I get, because of this. I get a first round pick for Kalen Balage because of the same exact hype last year. Yep. I think I texted him, hey Tom, Kalen Balage hype, Damon Harris. <laughs> um all right. Let's get into our bounce back guys because we'll probably end up talking about them for quite a little bit. So Scotty, you wanna go yeah. we'll we'll just go around the around the table again, around the horn. All right, real quick before I make some real sorry, fast. No, no trademark infringement on around the horn. No, no, no. <laughs> um PTA, you know, before the you. bounce backs we have our updated rankings and by no purpose by us at all, our RB69 is Frank Gore, and our wide receiver 69 is Larry Fitz. Who, what two better ancient guys right. could be 69? I, I mean, it just shows you how talented we are as a, so our, a our fantasy site to, to, to ring these guys accidentally at 69. Yeah, they'll be irrelevant, but they will just <laughs> get you aroused for as many years as they played in the league, which is like uh, 20. 40. Which might be right. Might be. Well, 20 can be, clo- be, can be close. All right. It might be close. Let's not look at it. <laughs> All right. You go ahead with your bounce All right. Back. Our bounce back players. Uh, my first one is Brandon Cooks, uh, newly traded wide receiver to the Houston Texans from the Rams. Last year, we saw Cooks deal with some severe, severe concussions that even when he was on the field, you saw that he shouldn't have been playing. He's more of a decoy, which is kind of screwed up that the Rams used him as so. But Cooks, my first point is he is a concussion or two away from just calling quits, a Wes Welker-like kind of guy, which is unfortunate because this is only his sixth year. Four out of his first five seasons, he was a top 15 wide receiver. The only season he was not was last year with the whole concussion injury. McVay not knowing how to run an offense when defenses pick it up. He's going to the Texans with no Andre Hopkins. They got rid of Carlos Hyde. You know, David Johnson's there. There's 167 vacated targets. Him and Will Fuller, I think, are hands down. Wide receiver one, wide receiver two, however you want to see it. Reynold Cobb is there. We know what Reynold Cobb is. If Brendan Cooks can stay healthy, which is pretty iffy, and that's why he's ranked very, very low, there's no doubt in my mind that he can finish as a top, at least a top 20 wide receiver. I mean, he's had great quarterbacks his entire life, besides Jared Goff, in a way. He's going to a a top-tier quarterback in the NFL in Deshaun Watson. I know as a fantasy guy, we have Watson right outside the top five this year because of no Hopkins, but there's targets to go around. And with them being down more each game because their defense is lacking, they are going to have to be throwing the ball a lot more to David Johnson, Will Fuller, and Brandon Cooks. So there's a world where Brandon Cooks can easily finish in the top 20. And that's why he is my um, bounce-back player. Yeah, I, I also took a wide receiver. I think he's poised to have a big year. Um, I took T.Y. Hilton of the Colts. 
Wide receiver 57 finish last year. Obviously not what T.Y. Hilton owners had in mind when they drafted him. Really, you're probably expecting wide receiver one, um, even maybe early wide receiver two numbers out of T.Y. But he was hampered by an injury, missed uh, six full games, as well as big parts of a few others. One of those, like, go try to gut it out or even just be a decoy for a whole game. Um, just wasn't a good situation for him pretty much all of last year. So he's going to be looking to bounce back with a healthy, productive campaign in 2020. Now, history's on his side. He has never missed more than two games in a season other than last year. And from 20 to t- 2012 to 2017, he played all 16 games. If he can return to that kind of consistency and that level of um, production, at least as far as availability goes and staying on the field, he can make 2019 an anomaly rather than the beginning of a trend. Now, it is concerning with Hilton as he ages to begin to miss more and more games year over year, but if he can buck that trend, get back on track, Hilton should return to being an effective wide receiver on any fantasy team. Now, the biggest thing for him that's going to help out is Philip Rivers has been introduced to the Indianapolis offense. Now, while Jacoby Brissett was definitely serviceable and actually towards the beginning of the year was one of the top, looked like he was going to end up like one of the top quarterbacks that didn't quite pan out. No matter how you cut it, though, Rivers is just a tier above, and you should see that impact on the field probably week one. Um, the biggest beneficiary of this should be T.Y. Hilton, as long as he can stay healthy. Now, you look at Rivers' history, since his history is kind of important for his wide receivers, and he's always had Keenan Allen as, not always, but for the last few years, he's had Keenan Allen as a top wide receiver, and he's had him in the top tier of wide receivers in fantasy football as well. Hilton should be able to slot directly into that Keenan Allen style role as a gifted route runner. He can fly, stretch the field. He's got sure hands and a great job um, after the catch. So I don't see any reason Hilton can't be back into that wide receiver one, wide receiver two territory uh, as long as he stays healthy. That's the biggest question. Craiger. Yes, yes. Uh, so my bounce back player uh, this year that I know for sure I wanted to do since, you know, really the end of last year is Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, knowing that Big Ben is coming back, um, it's very easy to say that he's going to have a bounce back season, but let me tell you how big it's going to be. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster last year played 12 games. You know, he had some uh, injury problems with uh, I believe it was his um, knee. He had, you know, a knee sprain towards really the end of last year. So he very well could have kind of checked out. Um, really poor quarterback play. Uh, but let me tell you, it's all about the quarterback play with this guy. He, as far as in in uh, what a wide receiver uh, can be looked at as, you know, as as a top echelon guy versus you know just a just another guy, is you look at drops, right? So in the year that he played with Big Ben, he had f- nine drops in total. So he was top five in the league. So there was really not many drops whatsoever. Um, last year, he had three drops of his 12 games. So he's really catching. He, I mean, he's catching everything that's getting sent to him. And he had 166 balls sent to him in the year that um, uh, Big Ben was playing with him. So... You're looking at a guy that had 1,400 yards, had um, 111 receptions and seven total touchdowns. So the guy can produce when on the field. Yes, granted, Antonio Brown was there that season, uh, but it also is going to help 
if Deontay Johnson this year is able to produce the way that he needs to to help out Juju on the other side. Um, I, I truly believe with a, a whole season two, Big Ben is going to be able to play more uh, and not have those games where he kind of has to be forced out because he you know, has uh, a little bit more fresh legs. That's the guy that always gets banged up year in and year out and he's never been healthy. So taking some time off actually in the end really should help him. Um, so you know, he, his, his ADP right now for Juju was is is somewhere around the the fourth round and i would say uh bar none that's way too low uh, and in two years ago he was being talked up as a top 10 wide receiver in fantasy football so what was it what's the number you have right there wide receiver 12 so he's being drafted as wide receiver 12 yeah, 30th well, overall at points i had seen him in the fourth round so yeah i'm sure he's been on the way up well, as, as, as a big man gets healthier and, very bad yeah. player Oh, yeah, his ADP is almost irrelevant for his bounce back. Right. So, anyway, the point is, is, you know, he's going to find his way back uh, to to many targets, many yards. You know, 1,400 uh, was 2018. I would would say at the very least 1,200. Um, And and that's going to be a guy that you're really looking at considering the fact that in 2019, you know, he only had 500. So, that's where I go from there. Okay. All right. I, I see this. Everybody's just taking bounce back wide receivers. I'll take I'll take the hard running back. Oh, but a surprise. Go figure. Go figure. <laughs> um, go figure it's a running back and then go figure it's this guy. And it's Lev. It's <laughs> Lev Bell. Like I love talking about Lev Bell and uh I hate talking about Adam Gase. So that's a great marriage. And that but... doesn't complicate things at all in my bounce back. Um I I I don't wanna say I'm not confident, but what Adam, uh, what Adam, what Lev Bell did last year was finish his RB seventeen, and he was twenty six points away from being an RB one, which w- which would be RB twelve, right? So Lev Bell was just about there, and the only thing that when I look at uh, Lev Bell's stats in two thousand nineteen versus stats when he was with the Steelers was really more or less the fact that yet he wasn't a thousand yard rusher, but he didn't have the touchdowns. Now, the Jets stink, Adam Gase stinks, but he's their best playmaker. We kind of already talked about it. Denzel Mims is a little banged up. I mean, Anunwa's half dead. Uh, I mean, who who's the other guy he's that cut just now, got actually. banged out? Oh, they cut Oh, they cut they cut him? Anunwa? Finally, uh, yes. Oh, okay. All right. Well, Anunwa's <laughs> cut. But anyway, the the point remains that the the um, Jets lack playmakers. And I'm going to do it again. In 2020, if Adam Gase wants to keep his job, he's going to get Lev Bell involved. He got Frank Gore, which concerns me because I think Adam Gase is going to do the wrong thing. (laughs) And he's going to give the ball to Frank Gore. I love Frank Gore. I mean, Frank Gore is great. Lev Bell's better. Um, And if if Sam Darnold... Lev Bell has always been the type of running back that always wants to be involved. He wants to be... He doesn't necessarily have to be a prima donna, but he likes to have that camaraderie and work with his teammates. And I think with the young quarterback and Sam Darnold, I think that Lev Bell can get behind working with Sam Darnold to make sure that those two gel in a way that makes the Jets succeed the best. Um, and if Adam Gase wants to get in, in the middle of that, it's it's only going to hurt them. But Lev Bell is an RB17 finish in 2019. To me, is not repeatable. I don't think he can get that. I don't think he can get any worse than he was last year. 
I think he can only go up. And knowing that he was only 26 points away, which when you put that into perspective, is only a couple more touchdowns, and he only scored like five or six last year. Um, Lead Bell is right back in that in that mention. Um, I don't have his ADP on hand because you know d- dumbass me didn't do the uh, I didn't write I didn't write the <laughs> article up. I RB have se- it all. <laughs> RB seventeen. So he, that's his ADP right now. Is RB where he finished? So last he's season. being draft. He's being drafted at his floor, and and that's that's my issue. And that's where I sit there and I look at Lev Bell and I say Lev Bell has only room to grow, and I think that he really is truly a bounce back. Is he going to be RB one? Absolutely not. But can he be an RB one? Absolutely. And if you draft him at seventeen, you already got, you know, five RBs. Well, worth you're drafting this guy as there. a as your late RB two right. early flex play, and he's going right. to get you at least RB seventeen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so he had two hundred and forty five carries in in sixty six catches last year. That volume in any other offense is <laughs> what RB one is RB one. So, so to sit here and say the volume wasn't there is bullshit. And then, then this jackass says he used him too much. And I sit there and I say, sir, do you want to be employed? Say, butthead, no, you are not employed. Who is the owner of the Jets? Is it, uh... Adam Gase. (laughs) Pretty much, they... Adam Gase came in and he's like, I don't like Lev. And they're like, oh, let's fire, fire the general manager. Let, oh, Lev needs out of out of the, uh, so the owner's old, Woody Johnson. Woody Johnson, schmuckhead. Good old Dick Listen, Johnson. Listen, if Gase doesn't get fired, trade Lev. <laughs> Just do me a favor, New York. Um, all right, let's move on. That's that's my uh, that's my Lev Bell little uh, bounce back rant. It's rant uh, uh, who are we going back? Up that's to? me. It's just a rant on Gase. That's yeah. all. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, Scott here, and my next bounce back is Matthew Stafford. I mean, if you listen to our podcast. He's Pretty no much David the, Blau. The entire summer, he's no David Blau. Um, if, you, if you listen to us all summer, you'll know why Stafford is my bounce back. He was on pace as a top three quarterback when he went down last year, uh, week eight or nine. If he played throughout the entire season, his numbers would have been around 4,400 yards, 34 touchdowns, and nine interceptions. That's a fantastic season, and he would have finished as a quarterback top six. I'm not saying he would have finished there if he played the entire se- season, but last year he was drafted as a like a low quarterback too. Like he was almost undrafted in a lot of leagues. I, I know in my two quarterback league he was taken in the last round, which was insane. I mean, I mean, false on me too because I didn't believe in him either. But in six out of nine, six out of nine years, I think he finished as a quarterback one every season, one of the years being last season. So he's capable of throwing those yards, those touchdowns. He His receiving core is great. We're high on Marvin Jones. I think we can all say he's a sleeper in all our minds. Kenny Galladay, signed Jersey, what up? But he's a top 10 receiver, potentially. Even the likes of Dammy, Dammy, Danny Amendola, in a way, he, he can succeed with that guy in the slot. He gets Hawkinson back if his knee's okay. DeAndre Swift is the biggest thing. In training camp, he's looked like a fantastic pass catcher out of the backfield. Adding that to hit to his offense is only going to get him better. The biggest thing is this guy's got to stay healthy. And I know that. But if he does, with all those weapons and a decent schedule, I think he can easily finish as a quarterback one again. Um, 
That's my Matthew Stafford take, and he's my uh, bounce back quarterback of the season. Matty Staffy. Matty Staffy. Is that the Stafford jersey? Who is that? No, this Calvin? is Calvin. Yeah, this is this Calvin. Calvin right. Johnson. I wouldn't buy a Stafford jersey. Contrary, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I was surprised you weren't wearing the signed Kenny Galladay jersey around. <laughs> nope, that uh, hasn't Scott, been signed. Forever uh, clean. Forever don't worry. Clean. <laughs> don't worry, everyone. It's completely clean. <laughs> I just washed it. Is the signature song? I get that that pesky signature off. I just Clorox. They got that nice used, washed up uh, signature. Uh, We're we're joking. Yeah, Yeah, we're we're very joking. Still sign up, please. All right, more back to the serious information here. Second bounce back for me as a running back, Melvin Gordon. Uh, Running back, twenty three finish last year. Definitely not what Melvin had in mind um, during his holdout shortened twenty nineteen season. And it's certainly not what the Broncos have in mind for uh, when they decided to pay him $8 million a year. So they're going to look to use him. They're going to get every single penny of that $8 million worth. Um, they got to get him back into RB, RB1 territory where he needs to be if he expects to continue to get that kind of payday. Now, he's certainly in the situation to do it. Um, he should be able to slide in, be successful. He's got a young quarterback, talented, young, speedy wide receivers. So there should be space to run for Gordon. The offensive line isn't top tier but it's certainly middle of the pack and he has a uh, favorable running back strength of schedule um 12th most favorable in the league so again top half of the league for offensive line situation and he should have the looks because that team is going to need to uh, build their offense off of melvin gordon and the running attack for the to open up the space for the wide receivers instead of the inverse which we talk about quite a bit on the flip side of all this Melvin Gordon's a talented pass catcher and has a nose for the end zone. He's always made a lot of his production off of touchdowns, and people have said, listen, he can't sustain it. He can't He can't continue to find the end zone that often. Well, he has. So if he can keep doing it, fantastic for him because touchdowns are a huge swing in fantasy football. Now, we still got Philip Lindsay there, who was less than effective last year. You have Royce Freeman in the running back room. I think Freeman's pretty much dead in the water. If they don't move him, I'd be surprised. Philip Lindsay will probably cut into Melvin Gordon's work a little bit, but it shouldn't be enough to, I don't know, preclude you from drafting him. So in any case, however this all works out, Melvin Gordon ends up being the main guy in the backfield, the recipient of almost all the touches, the majority of the uh, receiving work, while Lindsay's more of a change of pace back, and he can easily bounce back into, you know, probably end of the round running back one territory, but more than likely a top tier wide receiver, uh, sorry, running back two. I mean, his ADP is RB23, so he's even, you know, he's very low RB2. Yeah, so I, I really expect him to be at the top of that. People forget just how good Melvin Gordon can be. Yeah, and in, in the right situation, he, he definitely has I mean, the, even the opportunity. In a, even in a bad situation, yeah. I mean, he's a good, he's, a, he's an NFL starting running back. No, the one thing. RB23 is wild. He did mention he's struggling with the altitude in Denver. That's right, That that's a big yeah. thing. Oh, but all the so I actually looked at that too, and his quote too also said that all the players were like, "Hey man, it's okay. We have away games." So every single <laughs> every single one of the players struggles there right, yeah. with with the altitude. So it, he'll either grow on it, or regardless, whoever they're playing is also going to be struggling with it too. It's it's bad. It's bad for everyone. Yeah, so, true. Um, yeah, but I also completely agree. Pat, Pat Shermer is a huge addition for for Melvin Gordon's fantasy stock. Um, so mine. Uh, is a quarterback. 
Um, is, is it Matt Stafford? It's, 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 not, it's not Matt Stafford, yes. Is it David Blau? It's David Blau. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's David what's, a, Blau. what's a bounce back year for him? Like six completed passes? <laughs> Yeah, so, he, uh, he played 10 plays. They were all QB meals. <laughs> but he wants Stafford to get hurt. So of of the statistics that I was able to pull, I could only go back 11 years because that's what Sleeper could give me for this. Ooh, um, guy. Tony Romo? Uh, <laughs> just, just, just hold. Just hold let, let me say my take. Let, him, let me say my take. <laughs> I'm guessing. Say my He's not on here. We got to guess. I know because you guys are going to love it. It's near and dear to your heart. It's Tom Brady. Oh, oh, Tim Brady, motherfucker! Uh, so the guy, <laughs> so so he finished top five uh, of quarterbacks uh, five times of in the last eleven years, uh, and then of the past four years, he's finished quarterback twelve or worse. So he has you know fallen off a cliff a little bit as far as fantasy value. However, now in comes his own built offense that he gets to do. He has got some of the best wide receivers that he's ever thrown to. Um, you know, the multitude of them, obviously he's had, you know, great, uh, Randy Moss like receivers, um, or I should say him in general, but he now has multiple and he has Gronk his favorite and he has a pass catching back in LaShawn McCoy and he has two other tight ends that have been playing there for a while. OJ Howard, who's also a Rob Gronkowski lookalike and, oh, what's this? We're hearing that, what's it? Justin Watson, is it, that is the slot guy that he loves to oh, play with? Scotty Miller? No, it's Scotty it's, Miller. It's Scotty Miller. So They've both been talked about. Yeah. So there's... Oh, a five foot nine white guy that he loves throwing to? <laughs> Weird. Weird. <laughs> yeah, ex- exa- exactly. He can go to the eighth guy on the, the, the team and still love him. That's how many players this, this team has for Tom Brady to throw to. It, it's laughable to think that Tom Brady wouldn't be fantasy relevant this year because he gets to do whatever he wants with some of the best talent he's ever had. And if he gets to be a top five quarterback at the end of the year, I will not be shocked in the slightest. It's just his Alzheimer's flaring up. Flaring up. He thinks that uh, Scotty Miller is Julian Edelman. <laughs> They're going to sign Dez. <laughs> just to add on that, that, that core. Who's the uh, the rookie they have there though? They just drafted Tyler him? Johnson. Tyler Johnson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't he's heard much on him. To, he's been talked about as well. Oh, they have a big wide receiver. He's they the next CJ Dukai. CJ Dukai. CJ Dukai. Um. All right. So I, I'm a. I'm a. I'll take a. a in. I don't know, how old is Adam Thielen? He's young. See, really, he's not even that old. See, I'm Adam guessing he's 31, but that's just me. I got you. Hold on. But Tom. Uh. Yeah, I should look this stuff. Up. Well, I guess it's not really relevant in my head until we start. He's 29. Podcast. He's 29. Perfect. Beautiful. Uh, Adam Does that Thielen's, fit your narrative, or do you want a different answer? <laughs> no, it fits it. Fi- it fits it. It fits it beautifully. <laughs> Uh, Adam Thielen um, is my bounce back. And, and, and his floor, in my opinion, is 1,100 yards and eight TDs. That is Adam Thielen's floor, in my mind. Now, yes, this is run first team, and they're absolutely going to be running the ball more often than not. I get it. But Ola Bissy Johnson and the rookie Justin Jefferson, I'm not exactly sure that they're the answers for Kirk Cousins. Adam Thielen's been an answer for Kirk Cousins. He's a staple of that offense, and he's a, he's a, you know he's a tough son of a bitch. He tried to play last year. I mean, it didn't help us for fantasy, but still, at the end of the day, Adam Thielen was trying to get on the on the field. Here, here's here's where where I'm getting at with this. Uh, <clears throat> wide receiver twelve, which is wide receiver one, right? So wide receiver one, wide receiver one to wide receiver twelve. That is wide receiver one. Wide receiver 12, Mike Evans, 1,100 yards, 8 TDs. 
Yes, he missed a couple games, whatever. But from the comparative narrative, if we say that is Adam Thielen's floor, well, he smoked that in 2018 when he got 1,300 yards in nine TDs and finishes as wide receiver seven. So if his floor is wide receiver 12, that means his ceiling is is spots higher. And I'm it is it is very it's very easy to go from wide receiver 31 to wide receiver 22. Very hard to go from wide receiver 12 to wide receiver 7 yeah. with, with everything that's in a cluster like that. So where I'm getting at with this is that Adam Thielen, there, there is, we said this last year, not all three Thielen, Diggs, and Cooks can succeed when all three are healthy. Well, now you remove Cooks, and now it's only two of two. Diggs. Uh, di- who did I say? You said Cooks. Cooks, whoever. Well, yeah. Stephon Diggs is gone. Yeah, Diggs is gone. Diggs is gone. So with Diggs, Thielen, and Cooks, not all three of them could have had good weeks when all three of them were on the field. But now you remove uh, Diggs. You have Cook. Uh, you have Thielen. I Thielen is the primary option for for Kirk Cousins in my in my opinion. I don't see how he doesn't if he plays sixteen games, score eight to nine touchdowns, and get thirteen hundred yards. I I just I have a hard time believing that. And looking at his ADP, I mean, I, I think a lot of people agree with me. He's going as the 10th wide receiver off the board right now, which, you know, it is what it is. You know, I, I, this isn't sleeper. I'm not trying to get you value on his ADP. I'm just trying to make sure that you respect Adam Thielen and the player that he is. He he, he going to win you some weeks. He, he's going to be a good wide receiver. I mean, if you're sitting in the fourth round and Adam Thielen's available, you go, I want that man. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, if the Vikings intend to win games, that's what Adam Thielen needs to do. Yeah. He needs to be in that in that territory. And that window you gave, wide receiver 7 ceiling with a wide receiver 12-4, perfect. That's a tight window. I'd love it. It's great. Consistent. That's, it's real nice. Now, for some guys that might win you a week, but might also be completely irrelevant. Well, okay. On so so here here's here's the thing. I wanna I wanna hold this one for last oh, just okay. because I don't do, I, I it's do just bust first. We're going to do busts. Oh, okay. Make and then we'll sick. then we'll get into our dart throws. So I I've, got, I've got a little cue that we'll go into when we get into the dart throws. <laughs> I have the biggest bust. Um, we don't know who you have, but you can go. No, no, like bust. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> you, you can't you can't tell in the studio, but he's Craig, pointing at his chest. You, you, Craig's is going uh, training brass shopping soon. Um, I'll I'll bring you with me and prep for. I've already know, gone. When I get it. Well, that's weird. Um, how'd it go? Did it go good? No. Did you go to Victoria? No. Okay. Um, all right, Scotty, why don't you take your bust? Chew. Which, this one kind of surprises me, to be honest. Me too, but, um, I mean, I... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I hate it. (laughs) Tyler Higby is my bust, uh, tight end from the Rams. He had one of the greatest finishes as a tight end of all time in fantasy, and, I mean, he was on a few of my championship teams because I picked him up and he destroyed it. But before he went off, Gerald Everett was the tight end to own in in Los Angeles. Everett went down. Cooks was hurt. They changed the offense a little bit. With really no one else there as at, at the tight end, Gurley was you know not used as much either. Higby went off. As a talent wise, he's great. But he made his contract the year before this as a. Pe- a blocker on the offense. That's where he got paid. He never got paid for his receiving work because he was on there. No one's target until week 12 or 13 
of last season. Everett comes back fully healthy this season. He's the more versatile tight end on that team. Higby is the more blocking tight end. They have one of the worst lines in the entire league, and their RB schedule is, is I think, 31 out of 32. So they're going to be using Higby to block way more if they want to have Cam Akers or a split backfield succeed to win games because with no Cooks, it's more of a, of a running game and then Cup and Woods. And I think that's kind of it. Of course, it's tight end, so it's, you know, very, you know, it's a crapshoot. But I think his ADP is, is tight end six or seven. I don't see him finishing as a tight end one this season because he's going to be blocking like he was drafted to be blocking four years ago. It was, it was, I mean, he's a great t- talent, but I just don't see him being a top-tier tight end. I, I take a guy like Jonu Smith, Mike Kosicki, over him. And they're going in the last round where he's going in round six, seven, or eight. We and had we had Herb Smith go undrafted in our Red Dog League. I'll take a shot on the, like, like even Jack Doyle. I'll, I'll take a shot. And make, I'm not going to say they're going to f- finish above him, but I'd rather not waste a mid pick on Tyler Higby because I think he's fool's gold. Right. And that's why he's my right. And the, and the and the definition of a bust is that you just perform worse than your ADP. This isn't saying they're terrible. Don't draft them. It's they're they're not as good as their ADP. So and if if he's tight end ten off the board, it's like eh, we don't think Higby is going to be tight end ten. Yeah, and he's his his ADP is tight end seven, and he's going a lot of leagues before a guy like Hunter Henry or. Jerry Cook, which I would love way more than him. That's unacceptable. Unacceptable. Yeah, so that's my bust. Um, I mean, yeah. Speaking of, uh, speaking of ADPs that I think are way, way, way too high, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. somehow, some way, has weaseled himself into an ADP of wide receiver 9 for 2020. Now, this is coming off a down season in Cleveland. Not a lot of impressive games. Plus, the Browns went out and added Austin Hooper. I'm not sure what he's doing, who he's paying to get that high on the ADP list. But for me, I've got him ranked at wide receiver 23. And I think, Craig and Tom, you're around me. Scott, I know you have him higher, but I think you have him at 13, which, again, is a lot more reasonable than 9. That seems like a small difference, but that could be around. That could be a lot. You know? <laughs> um, I mean, that I think it's just unbelievably generous to have him at wide receiver 9. So. He still has to compete for touches and targets with Jarvis Landry, who really seems to have the better rapport of the two with Baker Mayfield. And now you're looking at a full 16 games out of Kareem Hunt in the passing attack, who in, what, eight games last year was a huge factor. And they're now talking about Kareem Hunt playing the slot receiver role. So all of this is just taking targets away from Odell, not adding to what he can do. And he struggled last year to finish as, I forget where exactly, but wide receiver 27 or something like that it wasn't good yeah um now again the browns offense on paper you'd you'd think you'd want to buy into should be one of the most prolific in the league but they've never put that product on the field i'm just super concerned they're going to be too many mouths to feed this offense can't support the number of talents that are there and odell is going to either be an afterthought or a person they deliberately work away from the success of the offense that we all talked about all last season and half the reason you have a ton of sound bites and me saying I'm better than Baker Mayfield 
is <laughs> that he could not pass the ball when it didn't come out of his hands in less than three seconds. If they're looking to let their quarterback do what he does well, which is get the ball out quickly, they are going to have to work it to Austin Hooper, Jarvis Landry, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, and not Odell Beckham. Now, occasionally, will he run a slant route? Of course, but he's their stretch the field guy. If that's not an option because Baker either can't throw it or the offense can't support it, I don't see how he has the targets or the the relevancy to be a wide receiver nine, which is a wide receiver one. My faith in a return to form for Odell is just completely and absolutely lacking. It's just not there. I have none. At a, at a ceiling for Odell this year, I have him as a wide receiver too, and I think his floor is even lower. I really think that he's a high candidate to shoot his way off the team at some point, but that's a conversation for a different podcast. This would be best bet for him. Honestly. <laughs> like, I thought Cleveland Don't was going to be fast, a great fit. Baby. But, oh, oh, it's not even a ch- like not even a question that we will hear Odell to the Pats rumors. It's like a yearly, just every week around the trade deadline, Odell's coming to New England. I get all hyped up, and it never happens. Yeah, right. Like, oh, trust me, I just bash the guy for two minutes, but I'd love to have him in New England. Oh, he's phenomenal. I mean, talent. Town alone, he he's well, right. better than what we right. got. And this this again, this isn't these are yeah. bad players. Yeah, this, this is, is not a knock on talent. If I was gonna rank I mean, talent, more or less he's, yeah, he's up there, but he's Cleveland being the Browns. Yep. Craig? And my bus of the How's year. How's your bus doing? Um, we, you go we don't know yet. They're, they're, they're feeling loose. <laughs> <laughs> they're fluid. Um <laughs> James Connor. Uh, I, I've been I've been living on this one for for quite some time, um, and I and I really I, I don't see a world where he is going to find himself in RB one category. Um, so I've scratched that off the list when I look at this player, and I look at the RB two category, and I go, is he really going to be in there? That's that's where his ADP is. He's RB twenty. Um, you know, do I you know want to keep him in that range, or do I want to move him out? Well, I've I've moved him out entirely. Uh, based off of what I've seen in the past, uh, the guy can't stay healthy. Uh, he's got a reoccurring nagging injury with his shoulder. That's something that does come up quite often, especially with a heavy pounding running back like James Conner. Um, his uh, receiving work is is lackluster to say the least. You know, he had 34 catches last year. Uh, excuse me, 38. Uh, the other running back on the team, Jalen Samuels, last year had 57. So that's obviously not his uh, cup of tea. Uh, the year before. He had 55, but that was with the full season and, you know, a, a much better producing offense. Um, and there's really not much competition then. And when I look at the competition for James Conner, I see that, you know, they have Jalen Samuels, they have Benny Snell, and then they went out and drafted another burner uh, running back in Anthony McFarland. Um, so I know that this team is kind of leaning away from James Conner, and or even if it wasn't James Conner, I don't say – I wouldn't see a – um, full-time power, you know, house running back um, coming from this team at all. You know, last year they had 54, he had 54% of the snap share and the year prior was 79%. So he's really looking at uh, a timeshare, if anything. And that's the same thing with any running back on this team. And I, I don't see a running back, um, you know, getting who's never gone over a thousand yards to get a thousand yards while coming off of an injured season with more running backs to compete with them. So I'm looking at, you know, an RB 20 who really should be looking at, you know, RB 30 ish range. Um, and he's being drafted in the third round above 
the likes of some players that I would absolutely love to have more. And I know you guys would agree with me in, in Mark Ingram. He's being drafted ahead of David Johnson. He's being drafted ahead of Todd Gurley, Raheem Mostert. Um, so there's, there's definitely something going on in the fantasy community with James Conner. I don't think that they're seeing, I think that they want to take last year and give it a wash and say, you know, the guy, uh, he's a feel good story. I think everyone wants to give him more credit than he deserves. Um, and I, I just don't see it. I don't see the world. Uh, I, I wish him well, but he's, he's off my boards for forever. I, I knew the day that everybody thought that James Conner was, it was just, insert any running back, they can replace Lev Bell. Look at what James Conner did. You, you sat there and you, and you go, really? I mean, that, that's what you're going to do, and I think you're seeing that now. I will say I hate that the first time you pick a running back, it's to talk negatively about them. <laughs> so that hurts. Hurts a little bit. Yeah, I'm just not big on running backs after the first round this year. <laughs> <laughs> Draft early, early, early. <laughs> that's what that's what I've been saying to everyone. Um, Tom? All right, so my bust, and originally I was going to say it was Mike Evans. But really I sat back and I said, it's not Mike Evans. It's a Tampa Bay wide receiver. So One of these Mike guys are going Godwin. to bust. I'm making my bet that it's, it's Mike Evans. Yep. But... I'm, I'm in a sense basically saying that Chris Godwin or Mike Evans are not finishing at six and seven, right? So right now, Godwin is being drafted as a six wide receiver. Mike Evans is being drafted as a seventh wide receiver. We, you just talked about Tom Brady. How many different options are out there? Gronkowski's there. They have a, a better pass catch, catching back than Ugumbawale. Uh, Ugu- Agum- wow, you said that very like confidently. You've been like standing in the was, mirror. Was he not your that. sleeper last year? He's Darthur. Sorry, I've been, I've been bad. They, they have so they have that guy, uh, Dare. Ugumbawale. Uh, Just you. say Dare. Dare. Um, they have him. They brought in McCoy, and they've been talking about running the ball more with with uh, Ronald Jones. Who, honestly, I mean, you watch some of the tape on Ronald Jones. I mean, when he when Ronald Jones is on, Ronald Jones is on. He he just wasn't on high draft pick and Keyshawn Vaughn too. So that's right. just another guy. And you got Keyshawn Vaughn. So he, the the way I look at this offense is, I sit here and I say, okay, they threw the ball like 650 times last year. So that's great. Like that that is how. Both of these wide receivers get involved. To do that again means that Tampa Bay has to throw the ball 650 times. Tom Brady's never thrown the ball 600 times. Well, I shouldn't say never, but he's never thrown it, you know, substantially over more than 600 times a game. This is a team that seems like they want to run the ball more often than they did last year. And they added more pass catchers, right? They drafted a wide receiver. They brought in Gronkowski. They had. I still believe that in some world, Howard and Gronkowski will be on the field together more times than people believe that oh, yeah. they will be. So you're giving a guy who's been known to spread the ball around more options. Tom Brady has never, never supported two fantasy relevant wide receivers. Right, and now we have two fantasy wide receivers being drafted within the top ten. I don't think Mike Evans is bad, but if I had to make a bet on somebody 
performing worse than their ADP, it would be Mike Evans. I don't think that Mike Evans is going to be a top seven wide receiver, which is where he's being drafted. I have him currently ranked at 18, which we, we've talked about. I think, personally, in my opinion, is is fair. Um, but I, I think he is he is more of that high-end wide receiver, too, than, than most people um, uh, believe him to be. He'll win you weeks, though. That that is the one thing with Mike Evans is that he will come out and he'll have his his weeks where he crushed it. Now I could be completely wrong because Tom Brady absolutely destroyed it with Randy Moss, and if Mike Evans takes on that role, then you know we could be wrong. But that's why I want to say a wide rece- a Tampa Bay wide receiver is going to perform significantly worse than where they're currently being drafted. I know Scotty wants to argue that so badly. No, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get on to uh, let's get on to the next one here. Hey, we have a sound. <laughs> so that's our soundboard playing the dark. I, apparently, I didn't cut that out. I'll have to go back and cut the. Cut no, that's perfect. Hey, that's we awesome. have a soundboard. That's so we're sweet. getting it. We're gonna get into our dart throws. I really don't expect us to talk about these too much, but Scotty, why don't you go ahead and talk about your your dart throw? I'll take mine's ten a, seconds. Mine's a sentence. <laughs> um. Mine's Brian Edwards. Mine was Jalen Hurd earlier, and he was going to be my guy still. But as of the last couple of days, torn ACL out again. Unfortunate. So my second guy all the time was Brian Edwards. He's getting more hype now in training camp. Of course, everyone is. But Brian Edwards, I see, is a guy that's probably not drafted in the majority of leagues. I'm not going to draft him in a redraft league, but he just guy, you know, dart throw. Um, <laughs> hey, we have a sound. <laughs> I, lo- I like Craig's voice at the end there. Um, so I've got KJ Hamler as my dart throw. Same exact thing as Scotty. I mean, guys picking up some some steam in uh, training camp. There's a video out there on Twitter. Go ahead and search it of him just absolutely abusing a cornerback. It's fun to watch. Guy looks real fast, real shifty. ADP of 91 right now. He's not getting drafted. Um, but if you have like a, if you have a dynasty league, like take a flyer on the kid. See what happens. Yeah, so he really did make that guy look so terrible. Oh, I remember seeing. But for that. all I know, it's like a high school cornerback. Like it's, it's, it could be nobody, right? So, <laughs> hey, we have a sound. <laughs> good stuff. That's a good cartoon. It's awesome. So mine's Equinemius St. Brown of the uh, Green Bay Packers. I feel like you need to know that part of this. Um, if you're not up on fantasy football, he he's. Uh, uh, really deep uh, out there, I feel like. Uh, but anyway, the point is, is he's uh, another tall, fast receiver that came out of the 2018 draft. Um, you know, DJ Shark was was my my dart throw last year. Colton Sutton was someone from that draft as well. Their their names are written on a list, and they're they're there for a reason. And Equinemius St. Brown is also listed there. I think with Aaron Rodgers being you know at least a good enough quarterback now to to produce uh, four wide receivers. Um, regardless of the fact that he's not Devontae Adams, um, there there is a chance that another one could show up for that team. And, and I think that another tall uh, athletic receiver like Equinemius St. Brown it could show up. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But th- this is definitely a, uh, a guy I'd like to throw my dart at. Some would say. Hey, we have a I don't think I'm going to kill that. I like it. <laughs> I love um, it. I, I love it. So my uh, 
Hey, we have a sound. He's Bryce Love. Um, okay, and you know why? Because he's not Darius, guys. So that's that's why he's a dart throw. Nailed it. Great point. You made a lot of good points. You made <laughs> a lot of good points. That's um, literally my also, only I want, I want to throw in the on the end of Craig's there. Uh, Tevante Adams hurt his leg in practice today. Oh, oh really? He did. Yep. Well, More body injury. Our, our, our <laughs> top shelf fantasy sleeper, friend of the program, Alan Lazard. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, he should be looking at an uptick. I don't think it's anything serious, but... We'll keep, see, an, keep an eye I out. Think, I think if we're talking injuries three weeks from now for guys, we're going to start getting concerned yeah. uh, about, yeah. about what Right now, it's a little, you know, it's, it's okay, but if it lags on a little bit or happens week before, then yeah, a little yeah. concerned. Well, it's good to know, too, the guys with, like, hammies. Like, if you are tracking a hammy for three weeks and these guys aren't getting better, don't, ha- I mean, yeah, Hammies can be green. lingering. Yeah. Or, yeah. How, or how about, um... Uh... T.Y.? T. Higgins? Baldwin. 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 Uh, a couple years ago. Doug Baldwin? Yeah. Where yeah. he just Same thing. Get ab- well, he had, no, he had no knees on top of that. He ended up with that like compartment syndrome. Like, yeah. But that, but then again, he's a guy that p- yeah. people draft in the third round. Yep. Wait, 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 and then he's in play. Yep. <laughs> At for all. sure. All right. Top Shelf Fantasy Podcast 81. Top Shelf uh, mm. Fantasy.com. Hit the hit the little. Uh, actually, how how do you sign up? Right I in the top even, right of the so I mean so right right. Yeah. There's a few ways now. It's top right of the screen. Log in, and if you go on the main website, if you're on the main page for more than three seconds, things can pop up in the bottom right corner. Chance to win, a signed jersey. Boom! Clicks, su- subscribe, and that's it. So, um, right now I. I think I'm gonna, you know, shout out to Mike Mahoney. He is now into our listener league. If you're hearing this, he he's a listener of our podcast for the good amount of the last year. So um, he signed up. He is in a chance to win a free jersey. He's in the listener league, so he will get an invite by tomorrow. Um, again, be like Mike. Not be like, like Mike. Mike. Be, be like Mike. Beautiful. Be like- Go on the site. There's plenty of ways to sign up. Just do it. Just do it. Do it. Top shelf fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay loose.